to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven and our homes. We're streaming live video on, we're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook.com. Just go to your Facebook page slash New Haven Independent, look us up, and you can also hit C first to hear all the great programs we have here on WNHH. And today, March the 7th, 2022, Uncle Lou, how are you today? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Looking forward to our show. We have a pretty cool day going on. It's been a great week. The weekend was amazing. There's a a lot of great cannabis being um, grown and smoked in the great state of Connecticut now. And we're only a couple (laughs) months away from actually all adults. Right. Over 21 have the right to grow cannabis. So that's, that's a big right. milestone. So that's a big one that we're really focusing on. And uh, with that, we have some great guests on today. We have actually a super awesome, amazing two guests today. We have Ralph. Um, you know, I know we'll talk about him later. Great activist, great person that works in the system as well as pushing forward. Um, tons of tons of awesome laws, rights, politics, fighting for the movement as an everyday part of his yeah. life and job. And then who else do we have today? With speaking of growing cannabis, we have the illustrious Mr. Danny Danko. Yeah, I'm super excited about that yeah. one as well. He's going to be talking about all the good things he's got going on. He's going to be appearing at NECAN. So I'm really looking forward to both conversations today. Today's going to be a really good show. We're going to have Danny on first. Yeah. And then Raphael is going to come on and we're going to get started this new revisions with I there's a lot of want to get into that we'll get into it but the idea is you know we want to talk about how you can actually grow your own cannabis and that's a big thing um we'll talk about some of the classes we have going on and you know we have we carry over here at the shop we carry Danny's book so you know we want to make sure everybody can have access to all of that so that's why we'll make sure we have some copies of his grow book for the grow classes that we have going on perfect and Um, Isaiah make sure he puts all of that on everything and then so right now, let's just pump forward. So as we get let's, everybody in, we don't have to make anybody wait. I also have Isaiah sitting here at the office with me. So let's get him in. Let's talk about what's happening on the scene in Connecticut. Isaiah. Hey, good Joe. Afternoon. Good afternoon, Isaiah. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Joe. I'm chill today. Good, 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 good. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope I did. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to hear about the great events you went to this weekend. So tell us a little bit about where you were and then where you're going to be and what's going to be happening in the state. So Friday, we made an appearance at Kill a Smoke, and then we went down to an event that had their first show out, and it was a 
a really good turnaround for them. Um, women and weed. I'm, women, I'm wellness and weed. Yeah. And it was, they had, it was an all day event. They had pet, uh, petting zoo for animals. They had a huge bonfire at night. They had entertainment. Um, BS, BS Twisted Sweets did, uh, Twisted Sweets did, Twisted Eats, I'm sorry, did, um, the catering for the event. So they did oh, like, perfect. they did like live food. She, I saw her there with the wok going. She's, Brandy's amazing. So, wow. uh, Brandy so had that's, food that's very cool. Tons of great vendors that we all know of. A lot of friendly faces. It was all together. It was really fun. It was, and this it was, was great... held at a undisclosed private location. Let's keep it that way. Yes, sir. Uh, next one they have, I'm sure they'll tell you, but from what I understand, it was very, very nice, very comfortable, mm -hmm. and a very friendly, nice atmosphere. So that was good. Very, very cool. And of course, Killer Smoke, I'm yeah, sure it was Smoke. good as well. Yep, good always. Well. They're, they're growing weekly, um, and they are on our weekly list when the calendar will be up shortly, but they're going to be on our weekly list, list along with um, PBS, Paper City Social, um, Fridays and Sundays are also another weekly event. Um, Empire's doing their March Madness. And special events that we have this week, we have the New England's Finest Connoisseur's Market mm -hmm. in Hartford to, um, on Wednesday. Right. And we also have a Camorra's Cultural uh, Corner is doing a virtual conversation about social equity. Okay. And it's a, you can find, you'll find all the information about that, but that's going to be six to eight on Wednesday. That'll be something that's really good for people to tune into on Facebook or uh, via Zoom. And Thursday, we have your green light to recovery from Dr. Aaron. Aaron. Little. Very yep. nice. And then moving into Friday, we are actually helping sponsor an event. We're sponsoring and, an event in Milford, yeah, correct? We are helping sponsor an event in Milford. It's going to be called Light Up Milford. Um, you can direct message me at Bob Marley's buddy for location and ticket information. We'll have tickets at the door. We'll have tickets online. So you'll be able to get your tickets and the information for all of that. If you, need. and then there's a, a page sweet leaf living. You can find yes, out. We also have, um, it posted up on the green Haven media page. Yep. So if you want more info, you do have to buy, they request that you buy tickets or register in advance. Correct. That is preferred, but they will be there will be tickets at the door for people who don't have a chance to RSVP. Okay, so now this is our first event actually sponsoring. Uh, it's yes. a small, intimate event. We're talking maybe ten vendors, so we're 10 not vendors hand selected by yours truly. And uh, as we go forward, a lot of vendors are reaching out to us. So as we go forward, we're going to open up the playing field for more people, and we will have obviously some return guests, but we're going to try to filter it in and get everyone a chance to um, show their craft. So very, that's really very exciting. Cool. Yeah. So and then cool. moving on into Saturday, there is art brunch and see you there. It's called ABC. And that is another event that is posted on our calendar for Saturday. And it will be the undisclosed location that the Friday event was at for women's well, women, wellness and week. So, okay. the oh, so they're already getting to do another one. Yeah. And we're and actually going to be there. Yeah, when is that now? What day is that? Sunday? That is Saturday. This Saturday, Saturday. March twelfth. Yep. Oh, very, very nice. Yeah, so, 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 so that's Friday and good. Saturday. Yeah, and it, it's um over fifteen, over twenty. I think there's like twenty art vendors. So it's going to be like art, and then um, Brandy is going to provide lunch again, and it's going to be a la carte. 
So, but we'll have the Instagram handles posted for you to be able to get all the information you need for that. And also on Saturday, we have just a little high maintenance from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. So that if you want to segue from ABC into uh, just a little high maintenance, you can get all your information on um, Eventbrite for that one and register ahead of time. And the calendar, it'll be up on our calendar. Yeah, that'll all be on the calendar. And then Kill a Smoke also on Sunday as they're per usual. And um, moving into next week, we have Nikan and we have like a bunch of really cool events to put yeah, on the calendar gonna, for next week. We're going to uh, have, we're going to talk about Nikan a little bit today. And then next yeah. week is going to be, uh, we're going to have Mark Shepard on who actually runs Nikan. So, oh, that's awesome. We're gonna, yeah. So we're going to be covering Nikan pretty heavily. I did just want to mention before I let you go that on the 10th, I noticed today there is a networking event for Cannabis Tech. Cannabis oh, cool. I will have that posted. That is at the Mohegan Sun Casino. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, I have that posted up on our Facebook page, but yeah, if awesome. we can add that to our event calendar, that Definitely. is more professional networking <laughs> event. But I think it's important that people know about oh, those things we want to attend. And you know that important. we love education and all types of entertainment, so totally exactly. worthy. So it's cannabis and tech. Uh, of course, this week we have all our regular shows to be blown with PZ on Thursday, and we have the guys from. Still token on Wednesday night, so make sure you tune into that. And uh, Isaiah, I'm going to let you go because I see our guest is on. Please, thank you, Yo, sir. You we will see you next week. Yes, and sir. I'm see you out see there you at the events, we'll see you out there at the events. Yes, sir. All righty, very very cool. All right. So right now, it is my pleasure to bring on Mr. Dan. Vin I'm going to just say Danny Danko. Danko, uh, he's a cannabis editor, writer, and photographer who was a senior cultivation editor of High Times Magazine, worked there for 18 years. He personally selected High Times annual top 10 strains of the year from 2005 to 2018 and created and founded the High Times Seed Bank Hall of Fame in 2007. <coughs> he has judged more cannabis events than anyone else on the planet. Danny is also the author of the official High Times Field Guide to Marijuana Strains and Cannabis, A Beginner's Guide to Growing Marijuana, which we just mentioned earlier. He hosted the podcast High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko from 2011 to 2018. Now, Danny currently hosts the podcast Grow Bud Yourself, and he's also the senior editor of Northeast Leaf Magazine since july of 2020 danny it is a pleasure to have you on there it is there's the magazine always thriving doing well keeping people what's going on in the northeast here in the cannabis industry because it's popping right now so it is <laughs> hello danny hello, hello. sir it's a Thank pleasure you. to see you again it's uh i i we all have great joe gave a great story about it my Thing is, man, I listened to you when I was just a kid taking the train in Brooklyn. I, I joke about it all the time, and I just want to make sure our, all of our listening audience understands that there's some real knowledge coming our way. Um, I used to ride the J train into Manhattan every day for high school, and I'd listen to my little podcast, and I would it'd be the coolest thing in my earwaves every morning. <laughs> right. Very groundbreaking prod podcast. Yeah. One of the first uh, that was a cannabis topic themed podcast. So it's very, very cool. Danny's always been a pioneer on the forefront of everything, you know, and uh, continuing that trend. 
uh, came back, came uh, to the Northeast and became the editor of Northeast Leaf magazine. Got that thing started, rolling, getting going. Uh, started a new podcast, Grow Bud Yourself. Tell us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about the podcast. What you guys cover? When does it come out? How can people find it? I'm very interested in that one. Yeah, well, it's called Grow Bud Yourself. Uh, I d- you mentioned the podcast that I did before was called uh, Free Weed from Danny Danko. That I started in 2011. Uh, so I've actually been doing this for a while now. We're up to Dang, yeah. if you combine the Free Weed episodes and the Grow Bud Yourself episodes, we're close to 200 episodes uh, and. Typically, you know, we talk a little bit about uh, current news and events up front, and then we have our interview, and I try to interview people uh, about cannabis cultivation for the most part. So every once in a while, we'll have, uh, you know, an activist or, or business person, but uh, for the most part, I want to get people who are growers uh, and breeders to talk about their craft, how they got interested in it, what, uh, what excites them about it. Uh, and basically just to try to improve the quality of home growers, uh, bud, you know, really, I think, you know, so many people are so worried about corporate cannabis and, and businesses coming in and, and everything getting over regulated and licensed and all of these things. But if you, if you're lucky to live in a state where you can home grow, I think it's really the ultimate solution because it's legal, uh, and you don't have to be beholden to any sort of corporate interests. You just get a tent and a light and grow your own. And the quality is better. The price is nice. And ultimately, right. you know, it's fun. It's, it's a fun hobby. You know, if you're going to have a fish tank or yeah, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, but then it gives back in, in immeasurable ways, um, particularly right. for medical patients. But even if you're just a connoisseur, you know, and you want a certain strain uh, and you don't want to be overfed or, grown in a thousand you know hundred thousand square foot warehouse um so that's basically the gist of it it's really kind of for home growers we take uh questions from our listeners uh you can listen to it pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts uh apple and and uh we have our homepage growbudyourself.com where you can also stream it and uh youtube and everything else and and patreon also i i really appreciate the support of people who sign up there because um you know, advertisers come and go, uh, but to have the listeners able to support the show as well is a really amazing thing. So the Patreon page is just patreon.com slash Danny Danko. And uh, we, we just really appreciate all the support. And I hope, I hope it's helping improve people's cannabis because at the end of the day, that's what I want, you know, <laughs> better quality, I love your but- books. I love your books. Your books are staples in my shelf. Uh, I have a beautiful little shelf that your your books are a staple in my shelf. They're gifts that I give away to people as they they say I want to learn how to grow cannabis. I say, well, they're you're gonna get a ton of information out there, but one of the best things you can do is grab this book. It's simple. It's an easy read. It's not something that's over complicated. It has just facts in there. It gives you all the basises, and you can really go a long way from it and build on them and move forward. Um, it comes from a community that's built, you know, tell us more about what you have coming up. I think you're going to NECAN coming up soon as well, right? I will be, uh, speaking on Sunday at, at NECAN in, uh, in the separate area where they have the, uh, the, the talks and seminars. Uh, so I will be there Sunday. I think that's 1 PM to 4 PM or so. Uh, I'll have copies of my book there. Uh, I'll have some, you know, grow by yourself stickers and things, uh, with me. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I love, 
teaching people or at least getting people interested. You know, the book is right. for beginners. The podcast is for beginners. I'm trying to get people interested because once they're interested, there's so many uh, great sources of information, um, but it's really making the leap uh, in, of faith in yourself. A lot of people think, oh, I don't have a green thumb. You know, I can't do this, but it's not quite as hard as people think if, if, if you follow the correct steps. And that's kind of, you know, always been my thing, just getting people interested in growing their own. Uh, again, the quality is ultimately going to be way better for the most part than many of the things you're going to find for sale. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I think you meant you, you brought up something good because I am one of those people who say, oh, my God, I could never grow weed as good as what, you know, I can I can buy, basically. You know, because well, I'll be honest, I've tried a couple times, didn't work out so well. Uh, and so I, I just sort of said, you know, I'll leave that to the people with the green thumb. But now that I've been hearing people like you and I see Uncle Lou and I realize that you guys all started probably in the same place where it's like you just wanted to grow it. But, you know, you took the time to experiment. I'm sure in the beginning you you know, you blew a couple crops, you know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I, I mean, everybody's had everybody who, who grows well has grown poorly in the, in the past. <laughs> right. Typically, you know, what happens is sometimes they'll, they'll be, they'll do great on the first grow. And then it's the sophomore slump, you know, the second one where you think suddenly you think you're, you're, you know, everything and, and uh, that'll get, that'll get you. <laughs> yeah. And something, yeah. Unexpected comes up that didn't come up in the first grow like mold. Mm -hmm. Or, right. or mites, mites. And it's and like, so oh, many what? different things yeah that can happen um so yeah i mean it isn't for everyone but i do think that even for people who don't grow i think it's important to source cannabis that's small batch mm -hmm. uh locally right. grown hopefully sun grown hopefully yeah. you know lightly fed and properly dried and cured it's really i mean if you have a friend that does that you know, then that's, that's, that's as good, even better than doing it yourself in some cases. So it's really, for me, you know, I, I love the idea that you can go into a, a dispensary that looks like an Apple store and buy right. cannabis and concentrates. I think that's great. You know, that, that mm -hmm. I don't, I have no problem with that. Uh, but I do think that there should be a farmer's market that I can go to, yeah. to purchase jars of homegrown cannabis from right. local farmers. So it's just, you know, just like we have with farm fresh eggs or yeah you know, factory farm to eggs, you have the yeah. option. And I think we should have that option. So, right. uh, and I envision, that's the way I envision legal cannabis with many different options. That's a great Growth, point. Yeah. Hmm? Great you know, point. So Connecticut, can... yeah, Connecticut has um, home grow. So, and then we're moving, we have medicinal home grow currently where you can do three plants and three plants per person, up to two people for a total of 12 plants for your house, six in veg, six in flower. Um, and then we'll be moving those laws to adult use within the next couple months. So July 1st, I believe, is the switchover yeah, date. July 1st, switchover. And we, that's where all the residents of Connecticut will be able to do their home grow. And I know that at least in our pocket and through through our groups here, we always advocate taking a small beginner course, looking things up online, purchasing some of your book. Your book in particular is the one that we kind of push out there. It's Call it it's a bias to me because it's the book I learned on. Um, so it, those are those, those forward momentums that we're moving with here, at least in Connecticut. And, you know, we're not far. 
Um, the adult use market is very new. And with New York opening up home grow as well, with Massachusetts already having an established home grow, the Northeast is poised to with, and then we have Maine, which is kind of our, our Humboldt. Um, right. They've been doing it for years. (laughs) Maine and Vermont. Um, Yeah. Vermont. Yep. It's it's my day. (laughs) There you go. Uh, That home grow. I'm such an advocate for, and individuals, even if you don't know how to grow, you don't want to put a thousand dollars into it. You want to put, but you can get started with a couple bucks, a light and a seed or something. You know, everybody can grow. That's something I've always heard. I've heard you say thousands of times, everybody can grow, you know? So that's, that's where I I love to take it, you know? Yeah. You can start one seed at a time, just because they allow you six plants doesn't mean you have to grow six plants. So if you want to just try one or two as a hobby, you're welcome to it. You know, you can. And, and like Lou said, you can do that with a light and maybe some, you know, reflective foil, you know, just to see how you, if you're, if you're good at it, you keep going. Yeah. And, you know, people might hear three plants, six plants and think, you know, I'm not going to get anything off of that. But the limit is on the amount of plants, not the size of the plant. So you can just right. extend the vegetative time a little bit and, and do some pruning and, and branching. And you can actually get, you know, a decent amount from each plant enough that you don't have to purchase cannabis and you can right. you know you can give it away i mean that's why i called it free weed originally the podcast because ultimately it, sh- it the, the cost of cannabis should not be anywhere near 60 dollars an eighth it's 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 yeah. a flower it's a flower <laughs> and uh the cost that we always paid in the past has all been in the risk right. so Without the risk, why why are we? Why still is paying, it so much? Yeah. Right, why are we still paying prohibition era prices at many of these shops? And so you know, I don't begrudge them their right to the commerce, but I also want alternatives. And I think home grow is a big one. And I think the the farmers market sesh yeah. sort of option is a great one too. I have a lot of fun at these events, even though yeah. they're technically in some ways not all, always quasi legal, but that's you know, that they're filling the void in between legalization and where we can actually do these things. There's, you right. know, even here in New York, we have consumption, we have all these things on the, on paper, but none of them actually exist. You know, there's no consumption lounges that are legal. There's no uh, rec shops that are legal. That, uh, so in the meantime, what are we supposed to do? Right. I don't <laughs> you know, know if you know a monkey or something around, maybe you might find a monkey or something, but sure. you know, things exactly. like that. There, there's, and, and, and <laughs> if that's you know, you know. <laughs> right. And, of All right. There's lots of private clubs and, and, and things, but they're, they're trying to fill the oh, yeah. void that's created by, okay, you know, there's the underground. Yeah, there's, the gap. Yeah, there's, there's only the underground that still exists right now. So uh, we're in an interesting time here in the Northeast. And that's why I love uh being able to do the magazine as well because things are changing so rapidly i do feel that we are going to be the epicenter of cannabis at least yeah i mean obviously cali's cali and colorado's colorado but i think we're going to be a major player and a factor just based on population density alone and it's just you know there's many many millions of people here in the northeast and many of them are cannabis consumers and i think uh going to be a multi-billion dollar industry very quickly. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to be here to cover it. We started Northeast Leaf in uh, 2020. And really the idea was in the middle of the pandemic, these guys. Right. You know, right. Partners, I remember we had you on. Yeah. First my partners it. were excited to do it. And, and because of the changes that are happening, we want to be here 
tell the story uh, and to educate the consumers who are going to go out to these dispensaries uh, to vote with their pocketbooks, purchase yep, cannabis right. from, from, you know, the places you want to succeed and to continue selling you cannabis. And then that's right. <laughs> that, yeah, you know, yeah, let exactly the marketplace right. decide, let the marketplace decide. Uh, but we need an educated consumer. Uh, and I think in, in other places you see people buying based on THC levels and things like that. Yeah. And we just want people to understand uh, there's more to cannabis than and THC, THC, right, right, and there's you know so, so much more with the terpenes and cannab- other cannabinoids and, and flavonoids, and you know that the the science is we're just scratching the surface. So, uh, and the legalities are changing so rapidly oh, yeah. uh, that you know pro- this moment now where all these states are are going legal, but yet there's no federal recognition is such a interesting time, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of news happening every day, every week, you know, every month, major right. changes and places like, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, South and- Dakota, places <laughs> yeah. you never expected right. Right. until federal, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. these states I see are kind of like waiting, like sure. Idaho, Iowa, you know, the mid, those states are going to wait until the feds say yes, there's just, right. that's pretty much what it comes down to. But we are seeing even like Mississippi, you know, states that you never really would think of it that are actually putting bills through, whether they pass or not, the fact that they put them in, that their legislators is even willing to look at them is a big step for cannabis, you know, mm-hmm. and it's become much more normalized than it used to be when you first started your podcast, you know, uh, when we first started even this radio show, it's you know, over the last five years or so, with all these states coming on, cannabis has become much more normalized. You see it on mainstream TV. You know, you see it permeating the culture now, which is a very, very, very good thing. And, you know, it's guys like you, guys who were in at the beginning who believed in it from the start. Even when it was 100% illegal, we knew that this plant, you know, first of all, needed to be free, but second of all, could benefit humanity you know, could really yeah. benefit humanity. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone from basically fighting to, for, for legalization and, and releasing all the prisoners and all of that, uh, which we're still in the process of, to basically trying to convince people to switch over from alcohol, pharmaceuticals, Hard, hard drugs of any kind, yep. uh, even sugar yep. and caffeine, yep. Yep. And, yep. And, and use cannabis as, as their medicine. Yeah. And whether they're a medical patient or not, just to, because you will add years to your life if you do that. And, and those things right. are poisons and cannabis is a, is a medicine. And, 100%. I think, and I think that there's other plants and fungi for sure yep. that are <laughs> yes. a part of this. And it's really at the end of the day, the only thing that can save us as individuals, as people and the planet and society as a whole, I think where right. we need, we need more of it and we need, we need it like, you know, and, From and all as, aspects, like, you and say. as Dr. Lester Grinspoon said, uh, well, well, first I'll say it was Jack Herrer who said that if you switch over to cannabis, you will add years to your life. So I want to give him credit. And also Dr. Lester Grinspoon said that one day we will look back the scientific community, the medical community will look back on, on the, uh, discovery of, of cannabinoids as medicine and it will be on par with the discovery of penicillin right or 
Yeah, or a cure for other diseases. It, it's it, it's a miracle plant in many ways. I I hate to overstate that, but I I'm I'm trying to fight against this propaganda that there's this harmful drug that you smoke to zone out and actually, you know, teach people that they're actually deficient in cannabinoids. Yeah, right. That's a huge one. That is a huge. That is huge. They're suffering from cannabinoid deficiency rather than, you know, us stoners just trying to catch a buzz. I I really think it's important. And I think it's the, it's the only way we can save the planet living soil, uh, the relationship between the mycelium strands and plant roots is the only way to sequester the carbon that we need to do to, 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 to save the planet and to keep ourselves here for, for many, many years to come. And, yeah, <laughs> including no, I'm, I'm, right. It's Jack a big thing, it. you know. Like I'm, we we've we've had these conversations, and this is why growing your own is such a huge, huge, huge part of not just this culture, but every culture that kind of pushes forward. Uh, one of the examples we use is, hey, I was I had a good job. I got arrested for growing cannabis. That was my. I went through the entire process, got convicted, ran through that whole gambit of it. But now we take that experience, and that's why the first thing you kind of see as you walk into my office is my mugshot. You know, you, you're like, wait a second, you yeah. created an entire business based on what we're doing here. Well, this is, you know, semi-nutraceutical. And, you know, with my record, I couldn't get a job at McDonald's, but I can grow weed now. You know, the only thing that changes is the is that 10 and 15 year difference where it was illegal to where it's now legal. We used to have to pay that risk tax, as you mentioned. You know, we paid that price point because we were taking all the risks we were doing that smuggler portion we were growing it we were pirates whatever you called us back in that day outlaws outlaws <laughs> pirates uh we were the smugglers we were the dirty hippies the wooks whatever it was but now it's big business and here in new york and connecticut and massachusetts it is big business you know right. we're, we're looking at new york new york's giving a two-year head start to hemp farmers that's going to dramatically change the landscape of what cannabis in New York is going to look like. You know, we're talking sun grown. We're talking, you know, not just indoor. We're, there's a whole gambit of what's going to happen in New York. And then in Connecticut, we're looking at large cultivators as well. A hundred thousand square foot indoor facilities, you know, mass- small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the smaller size. Yeah. <laughs> So well, no, they're doing mass- the micros too. Yeah, and then the micros are smaller, and there's not going to be a ton of those either. So Jersey's doing a big model as well. So the Northeast is going to have some some real power in cannabis based on, like you said, Dan, the the density of our population. And um, how can people uh, touch base with you? Find you online? Find the magazine? I know we're going to set up a couple book things up here. Uh, to help push it, you know, we do the Gene Traders events and we do all of those awesome events that we have going on. So we'll have you, you, your book at least available up here at some point. We'll do a book signing or something in Connecticut on the way up if you'd like. Awesome. Yeah. Um, basically, for the podcast, uh, you can go to growbudyourself.com. We have pages on all the uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, the magazine. You can go to leafmagazines.com. And we also have uh, Northeast Leaf on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, cool. So, you know, we're out there. If you even if you go to dannydenko.com, I think it takes you to the podcast as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we just appreciate the support and want to keep uh, educating people on cannabis and and plant medicine in general, and also 
note that history will judge, right? I mean, at the That's end of the right. day, people years from now will look back at cannabis prohibition as a, a huge mistake and a huge uh, catas- a catastrophe where we were thro- locking up peaceful cannabis consumers and, and growers and, and putting them into jails and, and denying them the, the right to be with their families and, and uh, so many huge and small injustices uh, that occurred over this past 80 years or so. And we'll look back on it and view it as just an awful time and, and, and a, a moment of his, hysterical uh, madness in, in the public, just similar right. to what we do with alcohol and alcohol is a poison. We still yeah. look at that, pro- that time of prohibition of alcohol as, as just a stupid, silly thing um, and a, a, you know, a time of sh- strange hysteria and right. putting, you know, so, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. And so, yeah. And um, can on uh, next weekend, next Sunday, a, that's a I'll special a event. You got to register separately. They can find that at NECAN.com. Yes, absolutely. And we'll be all throughout events in the Northeast. Uh, all, yeah, I can't wait. You know, that's been a couple yeah, of years. We want to get you down to up. We're going to go to all the, you know, summertime uh, events that are going to be happening to celebrate this wonderful plant and, uh, and, and the culture of the plant. All right, Danny, thank you so much. You're welcome to hang out. We got Rafael Rosario coming on, and he's going to talk with us. He works for the Drug Policy Alliance. He's also going to talk with us about some changes that are going to be made to the Connecticut bill. So I want but Joe, to you're going to pay the bills first. All right. You're I'm going to mute to... myself and hang out. So thanks. Okay, thanks. cool. Take care. You're, thank you. All right, Danny, thank you so much. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We are also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to your Facebook page, look us up, and hit see first. You see every great thing that we have going on here on WNHH and Greenhaven Radio. All right. I want to bring on our next guest, Mr. Rafael Rosario III. And in his previous experience with the ACLU of Connecticut, he was entrusted with integrating web and social media best practices, teaming with colleagues and external stakeholders and driving optimal organizational communications outcomes. He directed and premiered a 20-minute documentary about the justice system while applying a passion for drug policy, criminal justice, human rights, civil rights, and racial justice. In addition to his communications work for ACLU, he is a managing partner of Basement Ghost Media, for which he has performed digital consulting for elected officials. He generated social media content that helped propel Pratt Billy Miller to become the first African-American woman elected to her state Senate seat etiquette, and also for Congressman Johanna Hayes, another groundbreaking candidate. Raphael helped develop the campaign website, created and managed the social media strategy and produce content for flyers, billboard, and web. Early in his career as director at JNC Media, he ran social media and digital marketing campaigns related to the 2014 Latin Grammys and the 2016 Oscar. Raphael has recently departed the ACLU to join the Drug Policy Alliance, where he works on drug policy that affects us all. Raphael, how are you today, yes. my friend? Thank you, Joe, for that, man. You know, it's the first time I heard that read out loud, so I appreciate it. 
I always try to give him a good intro. You're Ralph. doing amazing work, Ralph. We really appreciate you. You're you're not only doing it as your profession, as well as pushing forward and taking your personal time and helping to educate advocates and helping educate those who are looking to navigate this space a little bit. Um, and you've done that almost completely on voluntarily and behind the scenes. And we really want to say thank you. And this, this is kind of what we want to talk to you today. What else do you have going on? What are some of yeah. the really cool things, the proposed changes, the not so cool things, you know, keep it real with us, brother. Yeah. Oh, man. A little bit what you're doing with drug policy Alliance. And then I uh, really do want to get into this revision bill. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I, let's start backwards. Um, so I'm at DPA. I am the digital communications manager for them. I, you know, and oh, honestly, we've only been there 60 days. Um, I guess our, our biggest thing right right now is uh, related to us and the things that we do is the passing of the MORE Act, right? Um, in the Can of Warriors group, I, I shared a link um, for folks to sign on as a petition to get our House members to re-sign and pass the MORE Act. We're hoping to try to get it passed in March. Um, hopefully it passes this year, but Joe, you know this, we've been in this business yeah. for a long time. The more it is what it up, is up for a couple of years now, hasn't it? It's been around it has. In different it forms. Has. Yeah, and every so. year changes. So, you know, we're right. hoping that this year will be the year, you know, um, like in Connecticut, this is an election year and we'll talk a little bit about that. Right. Um, right. Right. So, Important. so we're hoping things can be pushed in, in the right direction. So if you're in the Canada Warriors group on Facebook, please jump on there. There is a link there. If not, jump on the drugpolicy.org website uh, for the MORE Act to sign on as petition. And that that's would be federal our, our, our federal senators. So that's Blumenthal and Murphy. Actually, and, it's and our, our Congress Rosa. people. Oh, so, oh, our Congress people. Yeah, okay, so, so it's our five Congress people. So Rosa is one of them, right? Rosa, uh, Jahana is one of them. Jahana, right. Um, Jim Hines, uh, 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 what's the older guy? Uh, Larson. Right. And, and, and there's, a, there's another guy I'm forgetting. Um, and each one has a certain district in the state. So look up which yes, one represents absolutely. your actual district. It's a larger district than your state legislator would be. Absolutely. So, uh, and of course, we are going to have to talk to our state legislators soon, too, because the more act we're talking about is federal. So yes. that's important that we get the feds on board with that. Um, you know, we just scored a big victory in Connecticut with yes. the uh, legalization of cannabis. You know, although we didn't get everything we wanted, and Raphael, again, Lutz thanked you, but I want to thank you personally for your behind-the-scenes help. You know, uh, you, you were such a big part of this, but you were, like, really behind the scenes, and you really helped a lot out a lot with your inside info and all that kind of stuff. So thank you from me, from me personally. But anyway, so we got, you know, we got the home growth. We got the micro license. We got a lot of equity provisions put in. Um, and so now we're at the point, like you said, it is an election year. Some issues have come up that the legislators have been made aware of, and now they're trying to make revisions to the mm -hmm. bill. Um, there's three major revisions they've, they've, you know, in three major areas. One is the, um, the gifting, which is what we'll talk about. The second are some tweaks to the equity uh, program. And then the third is a, uh, more of a clarification of the advertising or lack of advertising. 
that any cannabis facility is allowed to do. Um, but I think right now, what's probably on the minds of most of the consumers and most of the people out there in cannabis, uh, you know, community at large is this section number two, the uh, proposal that would criminalize gifting, which to me, and I've got it, I've got it up on the screen here. Um, the language basically says no person shall gift, sell, or transfer cannabis to another person to induce in exchange for any donation or any purpose, including but not limited any charitable donation to gain admission to any event. So what they're trying to do is events, basically, uh, where people were, you know, we know what they're about. I don't even want to get into what they're about. But what really concerns me is Part B here. Any person who violates the provisions of this subsection shall, in addition to any other penalty provided by law, be fined not more than $10,000 or in prison not more than one year or both. Now, that penalty seems to me a bit harsh for gifting when mm -hmm. the penalty for possession is nowhere near that much. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Tell us. Uh, you know, what precipitated them to actually put this, you know, revision bill forward? And how does an election year uh, play into that? Uh, I'm glad you, it's a great question. And, and I'm glad you, you brought this up. Um, there's a, there's a few things that I think about, Joe. Um, and so I'm going to just make some assumptions here. Um, I'm going to assume uh, where and who uh, wrote this particular piece of language, right? Um, I think it's safe to say that you can't put things in titles like safety and or even social equity if we're talking about penalizing folks for $10,000 and up to a year in jail for something that we're on the brink of letting MSOs do legally, right? Um, I think that there, there, the the assumption and why this was put in here for, is a couple of things. Um, you know, and I know that in our state we've had issues with uh, fentanyl and fentanyl-related substances, and the uh, the news stories that have hit. And there are people who um, who will just see headlines and not read the full story. Right. And have made the correlation between one safety, two fentanyl and three cannabis right. and no, those right. three right. things right. being all the same in which they're not, um, you know, you and I know. Um, so this highlights another thing. Right. It highlights um, something that you were talking to uh, Lewis earlier and Dan about. The lack of knowledge of the culture that existed in the cannabis space. Right. We have people who. Um, one, don't understand the true value and knowledge of the plant, don't understand the, the true knowledge and history of the culture, and are now trying to make and pass legislation based on what constituents from the outside feel or their opinions are. So our, it's our job to do due diligence to educate our legislators, right, on what cannabis is and isn't, and obviously let people know that criminalization doesn't really work, right? Um, fentanyl, for example, and fentanyl-related substances, um, they have increased uh, mandatory minimums and have made all of those Schedule 1s temporarily. 
And what this has done is actually increased the overdoses in the state. So we can already see by the data that criminalizing something doesn't work. Right. Um, and this is just more of that. Um, so I would, again, where this language comes from, I would look at legislators who might not necessarily know the history of the culture um, and have been influenced by outside media and been influenced by their constituents to say cannabis is unsafe. It's killed people and we need to regulate it. And we the only place you can consume it or buy it safely are MSOs that, you know, might not necessarily be partners or even from Connecticut. People that we right. give permission to, right. Absolutely. Right. And to do it legally. Uh, who paid? Who paid? Who paid? Basically. Who paid to do it legally? <laughs> yes. Who paid to do it legally? Yes. You know, and we look forward to, we really look forward to the smaller, or we we look forward to all the grassroots organizations who are doing their due diligence to get into that large space, you know? So if, if any any organization happens to go from that grassroots uh, world into that large place, we hope that they will do the right thing and maintain a high level of cannabis while celebrating their success in the industry. So right. you know, best wishes to everybody out there. There's uh, some microcultivator licenses, and we hope that everybody who wins their lottery positions or goes in through a joint venture holds up to the spirit of social equity, and we celebrate their due diligence and their successes. Um, because that's the point, right? We, you know, a lot of us want to start off small. However, now with Connecticut giving us the opportunity <laughs> to go legal, it's really up to us in who are in the community who who have the good fortune of being able to get into the legal space to continue that integrity, continue that quality, and continue that community mindset. Whereas the multi-states who have been doing it in 20 different states, they don't really know what community, anything about the community. That right. is why it's so important that these licenses get in, like Lou says, get into the right hands, you know, right. basically. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's important. And, but what I wanted to cover is, um, so this bill is, they're, they're kind of fast tracking it because the, mm -hmm. the hearing on this is tomorrow. Right. And they're going to this is for the general law committee is going to be hearing from the general public on their thoughts on this bill and what needs to be changed, uh, what's good about it, what's not good about it. In your opinion, for the benefit of the cannabis community, what should be changed about this bill? What wording is in here that. You know, because they're going to try and push it through anyway, but how can we at least adjust it or change it or maybe eliminate it if that's a possibility? Uh, and again, how does the election year play into this? And this is maybe why they're so gung-ho about pushing it through. Yeah, no, I, it's a great question. Um, a few things. I think number one, the, the first thing we can do is obviously – um, they can strike an amendment and, and get rid of Section 2 completely. Um, I think it's um, irrational and irresponsible for Connecticut to go backwards on this, right? We can't look at criminalization as the answer. Um, the second thing I, I would say is what's not clear in the bill is whether or not it limits equity joint ventures. It still gives MSOs um, unlimited access to give to create as many equity joint right. ventures at the expense of black and brown people. Um, so I would like to see that 
put in there. Um, yeah, it was very, I, you know, like you could do two, you you have to do two, but you could do as many as you want. It's like, come right. on, no, leave it at right. two. Right. Right. And I, <laughs> and I, and I agree. Um, so, so that, that's, that's kind of things that, that we should be fighting and asking for, you know, and lastly, you know, this, this is an election year, right? Um, and, and, and I think legislators need to understand and legislators actually need to hear from all types of constituents, not just the ones that they're constantly hearing from. Um, you know, right. at the Capitol, it's always the same groups of people there. And that is why the bills that they want get pushed to uh, to the finish line, right? So right. I think it's important for us. Um, I shared some links in the in the Cannon Warriors thread, um, but there are links to the full bill. So if you want to look at it, it's only 21 pages, right? Right. Um, there are links to state senators and, and who's on the general law committee. Um, if you're in their district, it counts more, right? So if you're in the New Haven area and Gary, Senator Gary Winfield happens to be your state senator, then you reaching out to him directly means more than me reaching out to him who, who lives out in Waterbury. Um, right. So finding out who your state senator. Um, and lastly, I, I will say that you know, it's it's pretty ironic that the government wants to impose uh, regulations on what people can or can't do, right? When these regulations don't exist for other substances. Right. Um, so whether you're a Republican or Democrat, um, the fact that we now have uh, the state telling patients what they can or can't do with other patients. I think is a, a step in the wrong direction again. Um, and I think it's just something, you know, that we should be even more upset about, right? Whether right, you're a Democrat right. or Republican, you should be up in arms about um, the government stepping in and telling you what you can and can't do with something you've grown in your house, right? Like, let's be right. real, it's 2022, so. Yeah, and um, they're about to give grow rights to everybody. So you mean to tell me I can't bring over a, a little bag to my friend to show them what I, what I grew? Right. You know? And who and who knows better? Who knows better, Joe, than another patient? Right. And right. I think that that has been one of the things about this community is that I, I can go to a, to a Lou Vega or to you and say, hey, how how will this affect me? How will uh, you know or I need something for this or I need something for that ailment. Right. The community knows. Um, right. So it's always been a pleasure of mine to be a part of that community and to serve the community in whichever way I could. So. Right, right. Now, this bill uh, is you can send an email yes. to the general the committee, and, and that has to be done by tonight at midnight. Yes. Correct? And then yes. you can also, and I put these links on the Greenhaven page as well, sign up. The good thing is you can also do it in Zoom, can't you? I think mm -hmm. someone fell out and lose. <laughs> you can also do The good thing is now when we were first starting out, you had to drive all the way up to the Capitol. Right, participate right. in these hearings, and sometimes in the snow. But now, if you if you know, even if it's snowing or you can't leave your house, you don't have a ride. You can actually log on to Zoom, get right. yourself a place in line, and testify to these legislators as well. So they've made it a lot easier for us, and I think that did help us last time. Right. So there are links on the Candle Warriors. There are links right. on. Um, our Greenhaven media page where you can look at the full bill because uh, you're right. There is some equity provisions in there as well. Uh, 
and there is some advertising. They're very, very strict on the advertising as well. And, And if you look through that, it's only 21 pages. If you see any part of the bill that you think could use improving, put that in your email, put that in your testimony. Because yes, it's, it is, gifting is important and criminalizing of gifting is something that should never be done. However, there are two other proposals in there in two different areas that could use some tweaking as well. So, Absolutely. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And last, now, thing I'll add to, I'll last, I'll, last thing I'll add to that, Joe, is to be nice, right? I think yes, there, there, we, we are a passionate group of folks and there, there, we have a lot of people who want to, you know, give people a piece of yeah, our minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, but you attract more bees with honey, right? And, and, in, that, and in this case, it's, it's still the same. Um, yeah. Be respectful, uh, you know, and, and lead with your experience, lead with knowledge, and lead with your compassion, right? Like, right. I don't think anyone wants to be yelled at. You're not going to convince somebody by punching them in the face. So. Right, and we're talking just your average medical patient. Right. Absolutely. Hey, dear, dear, dear legislator, dear committee, we, I have been a medical patient for such and such years. Thank you for the program. Be nice, you know. And even if you're not a patient, you, right. and even if you're not a patient, you support this patients or you support the people not going to jail, right? Like, there are folks yeah, out there. Yeah, because this is not about patients. It doesn't even mm-hmm. mention medical. This is really about the consumer, the, the mm-hmm. average adult use consumer who is going to be participating in this market with another within another two months i mean right they're going to have those dispensaries the msos absolutely are going to be converting over very very soon so there is going to be a a legal market and i think gifting is a big part of that and to to put this in there when there were already provisions in the original bill for illegal selling right so kind of what you're doing is you're 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 really that word gift is what they added Mm mm-hmm to the original, legis- the you know, the original language, re- language. cuz selling right. or transferring cannabis without a license was made illegal in that and there wasn't a 10,000 it wasn't a $10,000 fine or right. a year in jail it was a lesser penalty. So why right. all of a sudden you add that one word gift in there and it's a, uh, you know, it's not Here, uh, Here's another thing, Joe, if they wanted to really stop this and if they had an issue, then they should have made micro grow licenses a lot easier to obtain and a lot more plentiful to, to have, right? right. Instead, of just, instead of just two, they should have just gave every single person that wanted one uh, a license. Because you and I, Joe, that not everyone grows this, right? And not everyone grows it well. So like the fact of the matter is like giving 20, 30, 40, 50, even a hundred license isn't absurd. It isn't unreal. And it isn't. They're going to eventually anyway. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to anyways. So why, why, yeah, why two at a time? You should be doing 10 at a time, right? Right. Right. A lot more at a time. 20 a year, you know, two license periods, 10 at a time. Let's get this cannabis industry going. I don't understand, you know, that, yeah, I don't know why they're trickling it out like that. But, um, you know, that's something, you know, obviously this is only the first bill they're going to bring up. It's a yeah. short session this year. People need to know that. that so they're going to be voting on this by May. Right. Um, so we don't have a lot of time to change it, but they may, they may bring up other bills. Who knows? Again, they're Absolutely. trying to get reelected. So they're trying Absolutely. to do things that they think the average voter will like. And they, they'll use safety. They'll use the fentanyl. They'll use the testing. 
They'll use all the little weapons at their hand to try and get this done. And it's up to us Absolutely. to educate them and, and show them the truth. So, Raphael, Absolutely. we got to sign off in a minute. Tell us how we can get a hold of you uh, and the Drug Policy Alliance and, and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, so, personally, well, not personally, professionally, my, my website is basementghostmedia.com. Or actually, it's basementghost.com. Sorry. My handles on social media are Basement Ghost Media on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, you know, I am around. I am at the High Bazaar vendor meetings on Wednesday, providing information for uh, future vendors um, in that space. So if you want to see me in real life, that's where I'll be on Wednesdays at 7. Um, and yeah, if, if you reach out to me on Instagram, it's probably the best place where I'll respond to you. So if you find me okay. on there, follow me, I'll follow you back and we can engage like that. So I appreciate it. All right. Very, very good. Uncle Lou, the music's coming. How do we reach you? Thank you, Raphael. We have all Thank the you guys. guys. I appreciate, appreciate you. you. Have you. a great weekend. Find us always webafarms.com. Thank you so much, guys. All Danny, right. appreciate you on the radio. Everybody look up Danny's podcast as well. Have a great time, everybody. Bye. All right. Thank you. Joe LaChance, uh, Greenhaven Media, Joe the Weed Guy on all social media. I uh, want to thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Um, we'll see you out at the events. Thank you, Danny Danko. Thank you. semester and i know why why man yeah cuz i got high because i got high because i got high go to the next go to the next go to the next i was gonna go to court before i got high i was gonna pay my child support but then i got high no you wasn't they took my whole paycheck and i know why why cuz i got high because i got high because I got high. La, la, la.